serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday. I'm Gatos. Chad is off. Bruce St. James is in. Look at you. You didn't even shave for me, man. That's, you know, at least you're wearing pants. Chad doesn't go down that road. <laughs> They're shorts. Does that count? Uh, li- it, yes, that counts. Hey, coming up uh, in an hour, midterm mayhem. We do it every day at 4.05. We bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. Everybody's saying that Blake Masters is uh, like, uh, he's, he's, he's doing something to his website. He's taking, a, taking off Trump, taking off all that stuff. Is that true? If it is, we'll find out why right. he's doing it. All right. So we started the show talking about three Arizona kids have brought a gun to school in the past couple weeks. All over the valley. Yeah. We got Prescott. Uh, no, we, all over the state. Yeah. Let's see. Where else do we get? Where else do we have it? We had uh, Queen Creek. Okay. And now we've got a second grader taking a gun to a Cochise uh, County school. Mm. All right. So, it, so in the last couple weeks, a seventh grader, a fourth grader, and a second grader Good. are bringing Queen. guns to school. What is going on? Let's ask someone much smarter than us, which could be anybody else. I was going to say, that's not a high bar. But uh, he is a school safety expert. Paul Novak joins us. He's the founder and uh, CEO of Gage Precision Consulting. Hey, Paul, how are you today? Hey, gentlemen. Good afternoon. I'm doing well. Thank you. Okay. So we got three kids, second grade, fourth grade, seventh grade, bringing a gun to school for one reason uh, or another. And it's happened over the last, you know, just couple weeks. Is this like the Uvalde effect? Do you think that kids saw what happened in Uvalde and they're scared and they're like, you know what? I'm going to bring a gun to school. Why do you think this has happened? Well, I hadn't thought about that. Um, I'm not sure there's a connection between Uvalde and and the uh, recent um, number of students bringing guns to school because Uvalde was, you know, school's been in session here in Arizona for in most cases, four weeks. Sometimes um, some schools started in July, so a little bit longer. Right. Um, I can't explain it. I, you know, it happens typically in series for some reason, but I, I really don't know what the connection is between uh, this rash of kids bringing guns to school. Do, is it, do you think there's a copycat aspect to it? You know, that, that we've heard about that almost with school shootings. I remember, you know, when when one happens, it, it, it triggers another kid to maybe go down that path. Uh, that's a possibility, um, especially with a seventh grader and then a fourth grader. I'm not sure a second grader has that uh, ability to um, execute a copycat type incident or crime, um, possibly with a seventh and fourth grader that that is, you know, something that may have happened is that unusual also the age i mean when you think about a seven-year-old i i I admit that even that shocks me although maybe nothing should anymore yeah that no it is unusual um i was with tempe elementary school district as the director of transportation and safety for 21 years and um i mean that it's so rare that something like that would happen where a student especially at the elementary grade level would have a uh, firearm and uh, the Queen Creek one, of course, there was that uh, indication the day before that something suspicious might be happening. And sure enough, it, it happened the next day. So we, it wasn't incidental. 
Let's go into the fourth grade uh, one. The fourth grader at uh, Queen Creek. Paul Novak is joining us. He's a school safety expert. So you got Queen Creek, fourth grader, brings a gun to school. I guess it was a Wednesday. A kid s- said that they saw something suspicious. Uh, Thursday, uh, they confront the child. He's got a gun. Okay. From what I understand now, they have either put the principal of that school on leave. W- what did she do wrong? I'm not quite sure. Do you have, do you have any explanation? Well, I normally don't like to speculate in situations like this. However, with the heightened sensitivity and concern among the public and especially parents of elementary and high school students, I think it uh, it makes sense um, here in the Valley with El Mirage and Queen Creek alone in the last couple of weeks. Right. Um, the um, the level of anxiety among families and, and the community is, is pretty high. So. I would I would suspect there are two possible explanations for this. One would be that it's legacy um, standard to place a principal on administrative leave pending an investigation whenever there's a deadly weapon involved, whether it's used or not. Um, the more likely um, is that once the school was notified or given the tip by a family Wednesday afternoon after the student got home. Uh, They made attempts, according to um, reports that I've read, to contact the subject family, the family of the subject student, and uh, those attempts failed. Um, If nothing further was done to prevent that gun from making its way on campus, then that's a grievous uh, error on the part of any administrator in a, in a public or charter school system. You, um, you, don't, you pull out all the stops. You make a home visit. You contact the police and have them make a home visit. Mm. Uh, you do whatever you can to keep that gun from making its way to campus. Paul Novak, school safety uh, expert, joining us right now, uh, the the founder and the CEO of Gage Precision Consulting. Uh, Mr. Novak, I guess, while I, I can understand your rationale in saying that a, a principal would be uh, uh, possibly you know, put on leave during this, I, I can't tell you, I think I, I've ever heard of a principal being held accountable to that level for a student bringing a gun to school. Is there any precedent for that? Not in my 27 years. Um, I've never heard of a principal being um, put on leave when a gun was intercepted successfully on campus. Hey, Paul, thanks for the insight. We appreciate it. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. All right. Paul Novak, school safety expert. So it is odd, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird. It is. Think about all the school shootings. Did did a principal ever... <laughs> we think it's the principal's fault. The kid brought a school. To, uh, the kid brought a gun to school. I, I can't remember hearing that. Like that's the El Mirage. Uh, is it the El Mirage. Let me go through it again. <laughs> We've had four incidents. Okay, it's tough to keep them all apart. It, no, it is. El Mirage was El Mirage. the first one. Some guy with a gun tried to get into a school and never got in. Right, not okay. a student. Not a student. Now parents got freaked out, and I totally understand why. There were kids texted them. We're on lockdown. Right, right, right. And parents came to the school. And a couple of them got unruly and got tased. Can't have that happen. We got to figure that out. So that was the. But first that's like one. Uvalde, where the parents showed up, right. thought there was something going on. Let me go get my kid. No, you can't go but in. But in there. El Mirage, the cops were doing their job. They right. locked the school down. There was no. There wasn't a shooter anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's the El Mirage. Story. That's El Mirage. Then we got the fourth grader in Queen Creek, okay. and that's you know that's the one. And then the second grader we talked about today, Coach, a seven-year-old kid, right? 
And then another one in Prescott Valley, a seventh grade student arrested after threatening to shoot up uh, the school. So, you know, this is certainly we, we we talked to parents before the school year started on this show and they said school safety was their first concern. Sure. Not everybody said that. I would no. tell you the majority said it. So I think our last guest was right. There's a high level of anxiety between with parents. They're worried and they should be. And. You know, if you've got four incidents over the last month, thank God nothing's happened. Right. But still, you've got four incidents in the last month. Can I, can I ask what may be an obvious question? Go ahead. Where are these kids getting guns from? Yeah. But, and, they're, and they're young. Seven years old, 10 years old, 14 years old. Who's leaving the gun out? How are they walking around with, a, you know, a Glock in their backpack? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to continue to talk about that. Okay. All right, the Gatos and Chad show. We got Bruce St. James in today. Uh, let's see, what's, what are we going to talk about next? How about this? Would you take a spin in a driverless car? This is happening now in downtown Phoenix. You can act, it's like calling an Uber, mm-hmm. okay? You call Waymo, and all of a sudden, a car shows up. There's nobody in it. Would you take a spin in that thing? New technology, it's now being unveiled in downtown Phoenix. We'll talk about that coming up next. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Oh, I love you, Valley Toyota dealers, and at KTAR.com, the Gatos Big Q. It's the right side of the page. Let's read it and vote. Uh, Waymo is expanding its ride service in downtown Phoenix. Would you take a spin in a driverless car? So I got uh, A, yes, B, no, C, it would be better than driving with Broomhead. He drives like an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> so I debuted the question on the Broomhead show. I gave him some crap this morning. Uh, he's in last place, actually, at 10%. So 48% say no. 42% say yes. So, Bruce St. James, you're in today. Yes, you sir. have been in one of these cars. Didn't you test drive one of these cars yeah. like three or four years ago? Years ago, I got it in one at the, at the invitation of Waymo. Okay. And it was like a, a minivan, you know. Um, and there was a, a guy sitting in the driver's seat. See, I think the the, the technology has gotten better and they tested it for so many years that now there's no driver. Well, and the guy was there. I felt just to make us feel better (laughs) because he never touched the steering wheel or any pedals. I kept like looking over the, the seat and I'm like, that dude's not touching anything. He's not doing anything. He's not doing anything. It's a hell of a gig. Don't get me wrong. You just sit in the car and it drives around. That's great. You get it on, get on your phone. You could Text all day long. Text and drive, but not really drive. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. As a guy who likes to drive, I like cars. I like yeah. to drive fast. I like to drive erratically. <laughs> um, I was pleasantly surprised at how comfortable and safe I felt with a computer driving the car. Do you tip anybody? Like, do you throw a dollar in the front seat? I didn't seat? give any money know. to the guy. He didn't do anything. I know. I'm just saying. Wasn't he didn't touch a thing. He didn't even open a door for me. He's like yeah. in a nickel. Yeah. So, so you thought the speed limit was good. So, here's what I would tell you: does the does the Waymo car get like, you know, there's a slow driver in front of me for crying out loud? I'm driving here and I got to go around it. Does the does the computer do that? It can. Okay. How about this? It follows the driving laws to the letter. Oh, I hate that. Well, yeah, I I can understand that, but if you wanted to feel safe, if it says 45, it does 45. I could walk faster than that. 
I triple dog probably the way to not, do that. But, <laughs> but I, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and yeah. it doesn't run red lights. And it, you know, it follows the law. And you felt safe. I thought I would be antsy and I'd be like, because you're going to want to grab or reach over and grab the wheel. Yeah. The car, the, the Waymo vehicle drove safer than I do. Huh. <laughs> There's no doubt well, about and it. And now, you, how many years ago did you do that? that? was like four years ago. Okay, so so they've really tested this thing out for four years. They had to have. Oh, there's no doubt. So if you go in downtown Phoenix, you want to go from point A to point B, you can order a driverless car. It's fascinating. See, that's good technology. Yeah. Bad technology, light rail. Old technology, <sighs> light rail. Waste light of rail. money, light, light rail. rail. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's what are we going to go? Horse-drawn carriages I don't next? know. Seriously. I, they're still You're digging. going the wrong way. <laughs> You're going the wrong way. We had Pete Buttigieg on a couple weeks ago. Did you really? Yeah. The, uh, what is he, wise Transportation man, secretary? Secretary of something? Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah, he he said, he was in Phoenix. He said, yeah, we're going to put more light rail in. And I said, Why? what are you doing? I, Why? You're, you're ruining the businesses near the light rail. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to go anywhere it's near all It's confusing as hell when you're driving. When you're like, driving the, tr- the light you're rail driving, train? No, no. When you're, <laughs> when you're driving and there's light rail in the center and yeah. where can you turn left like and it. what does that little sign mean? Right. It can be confusing. Like, yeah, that's it's strange. So I know they're putting more light rail in, but it's a mistake. See, this is the good technology. This is new. This is something that I'm interested in. Uh, now, I don't know if I take a Waymo on the highway. Would you want to go 70 in a driverless car? That's... I'd rather go 70 in a driverless car than 70 in a car driven by some of you guys. <laughs> well, I can maybe. tell you that right now. Wise man Steve Zinsmeister. These, I saw one last night in downtown Phoenix. You saw a driverless car? Waymos? Yeah. Did you and, wave to the guy driving? Well, there was no guy. Oh, there was no. nothing in the car that I'm aware so of. Cool. I was uh, parking in uh, north downtown and then walking to the D-backs game with a friend. And he's like, should we just should we just walk across the street real quick? The light was still red. And I said, no, that is a Waymo coming. I was like, I'm not going to be the guy that runs in front of a car with nobody in it. No, you should have run in front of it see what happens. I guarantee it wouldn't hit you. Yeah. But you know what? I didn't want to take that chance. Would have ran you over. He just lifted truck. You got to take one for the show one of these times. Take one for the show. Just think of the payday. Think of the content. Would have been pretty good. I got to tell again. The the. Let me give you a quick example. So Uh I'm in I'm in the Waymo car. Yeah. And the computer's driving it. Right. You allowed to have snacks in the Waymo car. You can have snacks. And um, we're driving uh, along a street where cars are parked right along the street diagonally. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And. A woman walks between two cars, like to go to her trunk. All right. The Waymo slows down and moves over a little bit to give her room. I'm like, I wouldn't have done that. Wow. <laughs> lady, if you want to step out and, and just see how close. I mean, so like the Waymo. And I was like, I didn't even see that lady. But like it's radar, infrared. It noticed motion. It saw somebody walking between two cars and it gave them a little more room and it slowed down. Interesting. I All was right. like, wow. Okay. We got the Waymo cars in downtown Phoenix. Driverless cars. Would you take one? Sounds pretty pretty interesting. I think it's the wave of the future. Let's just, can we embrace the future? I would like to embrace the future. Okay. All then right. We'll get more light rail. Get rid of it. And horse-drawn characters. Becky Lynn is coming up next. She's got her 3.30 newscast. But uh, Bruce and I may uh, may interrupt it. No. Actually, we will. Uh, we like to call that segment Hold Up the Headlines. Coming up next. Arizona's news station. News station. 
KTAR on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. With those headlines... Here's Becky Lynn. With hot temperatures expected this week, people experiencing homelessness here in the Valley are at risk of heat-related illness and pre-existing conditions being made even worse. Marty Hames with local nonprofit Circle the City says they're sending out resources, including two street medicine teams to help. One of our medical teams is focused on just providing general, primary, and preventive care. Our other team is a new team focused on mental health care services. These teams will travel on foot to hard-to-reach places like parks and underpasses and help those who aren't in traditional shelters. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. All right, Bruce is in for Chad. When I hear this story, I'm a little thankful, certainly, that it wasn't as hot a summer as we usually get. We weren't at 119. We weren't at 115. It was a weird, wasn't it? It, it was, was like very weird. Low 100s no. and lots of rain. Yeah. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're homeless out there, it's brutal at 100. 100 it's, and 110 may sure. not be a huge difference. Might not be. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful that there are people out there getting homeless uh, folks water and food. And we've worked with St. Mary's Food Bank this year. And uh, we got thousands and thousands of meals uh, to, to people. So that's a good thing. I think it's difficult for a lot of people to understand just how deadly the heat is. Uh, not just here, but, you know, you look nationwide or worldwide. And when you talk about, like, natural occurrences that kill people, heat kills more people than floods and tornadoes and hurricanes. The heat is a killer, especially here. We're holding up the headlines. In an exclusive interview with the Mike Broomhead Show, Phoenix Police Chief Jerry Williams explains Sunday night shooting that left three people dead, including the gunman and two officers injured. It's just another example of gun violence in our community. This weekend was 17 shootings in total and, and 11 homicides. So part of me says, not just as a police chief, but as a community member, who is going to stand up and talk about the fact that this can't continue to happen? Since July, her department has been working with federal agencies to get guns out out of the wrong hands in Phoenix. It's part of the Crime Gun Intelligence Center. And so far, they've seized more than 700 guns and made about 500 arrests. So in that incident, I don't count it as three dead. I count it as two dead. The gunman can, I don't care what, he's dead. I understand that. But there were two innocent people that innocent were killed. Folks. They're driving in their car. The gunman could kill himself for all. I don't care. He, he, he can do whatever he wants as long as he's dead. But, you know, th- that guy that guy shot two innocent people at a motel. For no reason whatsoever. Yeah. No reason whatsoever. And then, with all that Kevlar on and all the body armor, what does he do? Shoots himself in the head. Why are you putting that stuff on if you don't want to get shot, but it's okay to shoot yourself? That is bizarre. It's I, bizarre. I, don't have an, I don't have an answer. We're to holding it. up the headlines. And uh, happening right now, Phoenix police are responding to the city's now 18th shooting since the weekend. The incident happened near 40th Street and Thunderbird Road. Police say the suspected shooter has been detained. Two people have been sent to the hospital, one with life-threatening injuries. You can stay with KTAR. We'll bring you more on this developing story as we get it. What's the matter with people? What's the matter with people? 18 shootings since the weekend. Is that what you said? That's right. 18. You know, I'm glad, Bruce, you're here today because that's what you, because you were, you I were was going to say, you were in Chicago I for was. a few years. Yeah. Man. This, this, uh, 18 would have been a, a light week. Right. Yeah. 
Why? What is the deal? You know, it's it's I think there honestly, I think there's an overall devaluing of human life. And it's in some areas. We know we know the areas this is happening in, okay? It's not happening uh, you know on the corner in Paradise Valley. It's happening in certain areas where Human life just isn't worth that much to some people, and it becomes a game of retaliation. And you know they don't even know why they're mad at these people anymore. It goes back to back to back to this. Eighteen shootings in Phoenix since the weekend. We're holding up the headlines with Becky Lynn. Unfortunately, another gun story. A seven-year-old second-grade student was caught with guns and ammo at a southern Arizona school yesterday. Cochise County Sheriff's Office didn't give out the school name or the location in a social media post today. But police say the student had a gun and ammo in their backpack and a second-hand gun was located, but police didn't say where they found it. The child's parents were contacted and completed a juvenile referral for misconduct with a weapon and minor in possession of a firearm. Arm. Where do you get the weapon? Yeah. Good question. It's mom or dad's gun. Pick one. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it, my it's guess. a family member's gun. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, that's where a child would come into contact with a gun. Yeah. And I would just make the argument, if you consider yourself a responsible gun owner and you believe in the Second Amendment, all they, which is great. And I'd like to think I'm one of those. Yeah, me too. You don't leave firearms out where kids can get a hold of them. You just don't. That's not being responsible. Yeah, if you're in second grade, you're not finding that gun in the street. You're probably not finding it, you know, at a friend's house. It's your parents who have left the gun out. Or your grandfather, or your grandmother, or something like that. You've gotten it from a family member, and then you put it in your backpack. A second grader bringing a gun to school. We're holding up the headlines. Well, the future's here. Starting today, Waymo is offering driverless rides in a small section of Phoenix. KTAR's Colton Krolak joins us live to tell us more. The fully driverless service is available for trusted testers in downtown Phoenix. Mayor Kate Gallego got to test it out herself, and she says she was shocked at just how far technology has come. I loved seeing the car and the interface. It noticed every pedestrian and car on the streets. It noticed every traffic cone in downtown Phoenix as well. My favorite part was the turns when the steering wheel turns itself. You can apply to become a trusted tester on the Waymo One app. Once accepted, you can call the driverless taxi the same way you would an Uber by using the app. Live in the News Center, Colton Krolak, KTAR News. I drive in one as long as Gallego's not in it. Oh, I don't want to sit with a politician. <laughs> would that be the who worst? Who cares who's driving right, uh, at that yeah. point? I don't want to sit with a politician in a Waymo, uh, but I'd probably, if, if the politician wasn't there, I'd probably go and do it. Why not? Why not? This is good technology. We were just talking about this a little earlier. Um, this is this is technology that could be used for a long time. And it would make driving safer for everyone. That's the reality. People don't want to believe it, but it would make driving safer. The computers, the AI makes a hell of a lot fewer mistakes than you do while you're texting on the 51 right now. Put down your phone. It takes away uh, human error. Yeah. And it'll be more safe when... All the cars are like Right, that. because otherwise, idiots You've like got, us are going to drive into exactly. the car that's actually following yeah. the law. Yeah, but even if every car becomes driverless, I'm still driving. I like to drive. I do like driving. Yeah. I do like it. Becky Lynn, how are you coming to work? Driver or driverless? You know, I'm not usually um, an early adopter, uh -huh. as they call it. Yeah. As soon as I can afford a driverless car, I am there. Is that so? I really? am there. Wow. You don't like to drive or you're just no, not good at it. I don't like to drive. <laughs> it may, I just don't. I don't like to drive. If you have a driverless car, do you get to drive in the carpool lane? Hmm? That is a great question. I'm going to need to know an answer to that. That might, that might push me. That could push me over the top. We're holding up the headlines. I know, Gatos, you're a little bit obsessed with What was that noise? This. What was the noise? What's it sound like? It's the gas, Construction? The gas pump. 
It's the gas pump. That does gas not pump sound like a gas like pump. For the first time in months, the statewide average of the gas pump has dropped to $4 a gallon. Really? Date hit a record of 539 June 17th. The Valley average, $4 a gallon. National average is 384. I've been waiting to see when it's going to go below four. I thought I saw a place today was three sixty nine. Well, this is the average. Yeah. So you I might think have... I got three fifty something the other day. You got to go to like Sam's Club to get that. Mm-hmm. Is that so? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I was. I think it was like uh, Circle K or something. I, I saw three sixty nine. Do you use that Gas Buddy app? No. Okay. I would just. I'm not. This is not a commercial for. Mm-hmm. It just tells you the prices at gas stations yeah. around you. You could do it right now. Gas stations around us, just to give people an idea. I do it just because I'm like, you SOBs. <laughs> so within within a couple miles of where we are right here. You've jacked the price up. No, there's a 60 cent difference in the price of gas, depending on where you go. And they're all in the same neighborhood. But don't people have to submit that info? Like yeah. you wheel in and you go, oh, it's it's three sixty nine. So you report it to gas. But right. so it could be that that place that's 60 cents more. Maybe nobody reported that one. And it's like left over from three weeks ago. Hey, remember when What's I was going problem? around town and the expensive gas stations? And you blew I'd, your horn? Yeah, I'd, I'd honk my horn. I would drive past it. I'd honk my horn, turn around, drive past it again, honk the horn because they were screwing us. <laughs> that ga- that app well, should have been, would have been really where's good Where's the honk your horn at the expensive right. gas app? Yeah. It must have worked because gas is coming down. Thank you, Gatos. You're welcome. That's holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads. We interrupt. Give you our take on the day's top stories. Up next, the White House is clueless when it comes to the border. Wait until you hear this. We'll prove it to you next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, so at uh, 4.05, midterm mayhem. Every day at 4.05, we bring you the madness, the mayhem. That is the 2022 midterm election. Uh, Today, we're going to take a look at uh, Blake Masters. Talked about him before, but, you know, is he wiping his website clean of stuff? Yes. Abortion, Trump. Gone. Gone. All right. Why is he doing that? We're going to discuss it coming up at 4.05. Uh, our buddy Bruce St. James is in today for uh, for, for Chad. Hey, he it's be, great to be here. You're going to be here tomorrow, too. It's oh, fantastic. Well, we'll see how this goes. I mean, right, let's, let's see how, how we got to get till 6. Let's get then. to 6, and then let's reevaluate. Well, I think that's okay. fair. <laughs> it's very fair. All right. It's what I would do if I was me. <laughs> let's play you something from the White House, Ooh. just to show you how clueless they are on the border. Ready. So I've said this. Joe Biden's the worst president of my lifetime when it comes to the border. He's ignored it. I, I can't even tell. Has he ignored it or is he has he ultimately decided I refuse to do anything because I don't want to do anything? So, hmm. you know, it's either you're really bad at your job or you're just like, you know what? I know exactly what I'm doing on the border. I'm doing nothing. I know that. And that's my is there plan. A political advantage to that. I don't know. I, because I, we, I don't think he would do it out of principle. It sounds it would be out of my constituency. Yeah, expects me not to put kids in cages. Unquote. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's, I don't know. Let's play this from the White House because okay. this is going to show you how clueless they are. Wise man Steve Zinsmeister, who's the new uh, press secretary for uh, uh, the White House? Oh yeah, what is her name? Karine Jean Pierre. Is she French? She is. 
I think she's Haitian American. Okay. okay. Well, that's French, isn't it? Jean Pierre. I think I Haiti it. was once like a French. Colony. Wonderful. Don't I take love a word it. for it. Okay. So she's having a back and forth with that guy from Fox. That either you love him or you hate him. Is it Peter Ducey? It is. Okay. I think the guy asks pretty good questions. This is kind of a stupid question because it deals with COVID, uh, and it's kind of an old question. But listen to her response. Okay. Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. Aren't we done with the unvaccinated? Can't we just... Uh, Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody. All right. So if you're, if you're, let's say you're coming over from Europe, you know... You have to show proof of vaccination still? I don't think you do. No. I didn't. Well, no, you probably do. You probably do. I'm so, going to Europe soon. I need to figure this out. Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated. They're allowed to stay. But, Why? But that's not how it works. Like we actually no. I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what what is happening. But that's not. It's not like somebody walks over and. <laughs> and what? Yes, they all walk literally, right over. Literally walking over. Does she not know that? Does, what does she Kevin, think? Do they parachute in? I mean, come on. I, I, she's not good at her job. Okay, and I and listen. I this has nothing to do with her, her politics, her ideology, who she's working for. You just look at press secretaries in general. Yep. She's just not good at this. Listen, she might be a wonderful person. Right. Maybe there's something else you'd be really good at. This isn't one of those things. You know who's because good? Because she just steps on those things constantly. That Huckabee gal was good. She could lie to anybody. <laughs> but that's what they do. If you're, if you're, but yeah, I'm just pulling that one out. Like Sean Spicer was terrible and he was put in a bad spot. Still better than her. But, but Huckabee, she was tough. She was good. Scaramucci. Yeah. <laughs> right. So this, so this press secretary doesn't know anything about the border. Apparently. They don't they're just, not walking across. No, they're not just walking. What do you think is how going on? How are they getting on? here? That's not, that's yeah, not how. Exactly what's happening. We, well, Thousands of people are walking in a day. Correct. Some of them turn themselves over. Correct. Some of them are caught. Correct. Tens of thousands a week are not. That Correct. That is what is happening. He's right. He's right. And she has no idea. Maybe because her boss has no idea either. Well, how are they all getting in? By the way, I did look it up. Mm. You must be fully vaccinated with the primary series of vaccines to enter the United States by plane. Okay. That's just what the CDC, but it specifically says by plane, which means, so I have a question. I do not know. If you're driving across the border from Mexico, do you have to show proof of vaccination? You're not arriving by plane. Um, You do not. I've gone to Rocky Point. You don't have to do that. Okay. Yeah. I by plane, I guess. We only yeah. care if you come by plane. The COVID vaccine can only exist in a metal tube at 35,000 feet. It's been something that was talked about. Why are we just letting people walk in and they're not even vaccinated? Um, but not but, just not just illegal immigrants, too. Correct. Just anyone who wants to drive in from Canada or from Mexico. Midterm mayhem is coming up next.